Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Hello and welcome to Asia Tech Podcast. My name is Graham Brown. Today, we are back featuring some of the best and newest podcasts and their hosts in Asia. Joined by Daniel Song, the host of Asia VC cast, a newcomer to the scene, but you've already knocked out quite a few episodes and some fantastic content as well. We'll talk about that. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey, Grant. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. I've followed your podcast for some time. It's been fantastic seeing VCs stepping up to the microphone. So I've really enjoyed that. Well, tell us a little bit about what the podcast's about. So for those that don't know Asia VC cast, kind of giving it away, then it's in the name, isn't it? Maybe you can do a bit of a better intro on that. Right. Yeah. So Asia VC cast explores the minds of inspiring entrepreneurs and also venture capitalists to navigate it, what I call, you know, exciting world of the startup ecosystem in Asia. So I host a guest uh, once a week to present unique perspective and insights to uh, what it means to be an entrepreneur and an investor across different countries in Asia. Mm. And how many you done mm-hmm. now? Um, I'm on my 33rd episode now. Yeah, yeah. well done. 33. Yeah. You're over 33. the hump. <laughs> I, think I know. The... Well, what's the hump? Is that three or six? No, I think it's about, <laughs> there's this magic form. I don't know. It's about, if you can get out from six to 10, that's the valley of death uh-huh. of podcasts. You're on the other side. Oh, so. yeah. Which is oh, fantastic. Okay. Some people start Great. too fast. They overpromise. Some people mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, get lost. The process is an important part. But I guess we'll talk a little bit about what, what we've learned. Right. I want to talk a bit about the background and how we got to Asia VC Cast. Talk a little bit about mm-hmm. you as well, Daniel, and your yeah. story. So you are, I know you're American, but you're in Korea. Yeah. What's the story right. there? Yeah. So I was born in the States. I grew up in California. And about five years ago, I actually moved back to Korea for work at a company called Tapjoy. It's a mobile advertising technology company. And then worked here for Korea for two and a half years. And actually moved to Berlin for about two years, uh, working at another ad network called Glispa. And just a year ago, I actually came back again to Korea to join an early stage uh, VC. Mm-hmm. And you know, while working in the VC industry, uh, I've met so many interesting venture capitalists and founders, each with their you know own unique stories. Mm-hmm. And but I soon realized there's lack of contents, uh, especially in Asia and also in English, to hear these personal stories directly from the thought leaders themselves. Mm-hmm. And while I was in the states and in Europe, I was a huge podcast fan and. I was like, oh, hey, why don't I give this a try? So um, I decided to launch it about a, um, about nine months ago. And uh, yeah, it's been a great result so far. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Asia, you really are the first, mm-hmm. I think. I'm not sure in terms of VCs stepping up. I mean, there have mm-hmm. been VCs on podcasts, people talking about right. startups, but actually right. a, a bona fide VC here in Asia, I guess right. you're the first. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of specific topic about the VC and investing and fundraising, yeah, yeah, I think I was one of the first ones. Yeah. And well, I mean, it's your day job, isn't it? As a VC. Yeah, but exactly. You're not a podcast full time as a host, right? I mean, I don't know what your long term ambitions are. We'll talk a little bit about that. But that's your job. Uh-huh. So how is that for you? I mean, in terms of starting the podcast, was it your idea within the fund? Did you have to sort of pitch mm-hmm. it to your partners and say, hey, let's do this? How did that conversation go? 
Yeah, I would say that I call this more of a passion project of mine. And then, of course, I, you know, I shoot them this idea to our partners and they loved it. And they thought it was a great exposure for not only me, but for Excess Ventures uh, mm. as well, which is the firm that I currently work with. And, you know, in the beginning, I did some research on because I had no idea of how to start a podcast. I've only listened. And uh, while doing some research, I, you know, picked up here and there and took me about, you know, I would say a month to really uh, give confidence that I can give it a go. And while doing so, uh, I've talked to a lot of different people, kind of pitched this idea that the, about the podcast and received great uh, positive feedback. Hmm. So that's what really got me going. And I decided to launch this. Why did we need a podcast in Asia about that? Um, I think mostly it's uh, for aspiring entrepreneurs and uh, and VC. You know, no, it's such a complex world mm. in terms. Of if you're a founder, when you want to do the fundraise, or you know, where do you find the investors? What terms you have to agree into? There's different aspects of VC world that um, it's all always online as well. But when it's coming from the experienced VCs, telling them from their experience, I think that also gives different perspective and a learning experience for the listeners. Uh, so that was the kind of the angle that why this kind of podcast is needed uh, in Asia. Yeah, I love the fact as well. Your first guest, I believe, was mm -hmm. Michael Smith mm -hmm. from right well, based down here in Singapore. I mean, he's he's been on my podcast a couple of times. He, he's a great mm -hmm. guest, and uh, there's a special type of VC as well. Somebody who actually wants to talk and is quite open. It's a sort of a new generation of VCs in a way who understand that this is how it is now, rather than maybe if you go back twenty or thirty years where they could pretty much exist in the shadows and do what they did without having to have a public face. Right, yeah, and, and a great story about, you know, Michael, I actually met him about two, three months before thinking about doing the podcast, and when I decided to do it, actually, he was just the first person that just came to mind, because right. I just had a, such an interesting conversation with him, and so passionate and very real about uh, things in, about VC, um, so yeah, that's, uh, he was an amazing guest. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I, I want to understand a bit about your journey in podcasting mm -hmm. as well, Daniel. Mm -hmm. It's like you mm -hmm. mentioned, for example, that when you went and talked to people about this, it was really about building your profile and building profile for Access Ventures as well, as well as, you know, mm -hmm. getting to meet a whole bunch of great people and having good conversations. Yeah. What, what have you learned in that process now that you're 30 on in? How many, mm -hmm. you know, what sort of things have you learned about the industry and about the kind of people that you've talked to? Right. Um, first thing was that everyone that I reached out to, I would say most of them were very open about it and willing to help and willing to be uh, as a guest in the show. Um, I was surprised at how much reaction, positive reaction that I received because, you know, not everyone wants to be in an interviewed. But when I talk about podcasts, I think they look at it differently because it's not a formal interview, mm. but rather a casual conversation. It's not a live recording. So what I do is I always go through it and make the edits. And I let the, also the guests listen to it. And if there's any sensitive material, because I've interviewed some people from corporates where their PR firm, marketing firms are very sensitive to what goes out to the public, right? Um, so that really allowed them to be more comfortable, uh, which uh, allowed me to really have great guests from different backgrounds, different companies. Yeah, that's a good So that was one other thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That conversation is key, isn't it? Because it's, I, I know it mm -hmm. sounds obvious, but rather than talking to people about an interview, 
you're going to have a conversation mm-hmm. with them. It relaxes them. You want to get a real insight, don't you? That, Like you mentioned right. with Michael, it's got to be mm-hmm. real, authentic, raw in some cases, rather than clicked right. PR. You know, some people come with handlers, don't they, where right. you can't ask Michael that question or you can't ask Daniel that question. You don't want mm-hmm. that in a podcast. You want to have a real conversation, which you want to capture mm-hmm. for everybody else's benefit, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And also one other uh, thing that I learned was that the connection that you build with the guest is mm. really goes beyond because when I do this podcast, it's not just a, you know, um, 30 minute one hour uh, call. Actually, what I do is do a kind of pre-interview call to also get to know that person and then kind of prepare the questions in advance. And so throughout that process, I would say it takes about up to a month, uh, short as two weeks. Mm. But then through the process, we also build kind of that uh, connection that's just more than just changing business business cards or just meeting at networking events. And what was the coolest thing that happened um, just a couple of weeks ago was, you know, I have a lot of guests from Singapore or Indonesia, Vietnam. They actually never met in person. And I was just in conference in Vietnam uh, two weeks ago. And I met uh, a guest, uh, Michael from Cocoon Capital, which who I interviewed about a month ago. Um, never met in person, but at the conference, we said, hey, hi to each other. And it was just such a cool experience to uh, have that conversation before and meet each other in person. So yeah. those kind of experiences also were also very uh, uh, it's, it's awesome about being a, a podcast host. It, does that sort of change the way you do a podcast or look at it now that maybe mm-hmm. – you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that that is one of the outcomes of doing a podcast, isn't it? That they go into a podcast more like an interview, realize mm-hmm. now there's this conversation and then see that yeah. kind of outcome and think, well, I could do more of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think a lot of a lot of guests actually were it was one of the first time they ever did any recording in terms of voice or All video. Right. Um, and you know, as as we talk, it's just like having you know, two pe- people just hanging out, uh, mm. talking about what they love, mm. and I think they truly realize that, and they get more comfortable. And I, after my podcast, I saw people doing more YouTube videos or more other podcasts, which is really cool to see because I think that kind of bro- broke the barrier in mm. terms of uh, recording sessions and rather than just uh, written form articles. So you talk about having a conversation, talking, or even like hanging out, which is quite casual, or talking about mm-hmm. stuff that you love. I mm-hmm. mean, could you give us some insights on that? Maybe some some of the conversations you had recently where, you know, maybe the conversation has gone over the line of what might be acceptable in a formal conference where you've actually got into sort of personal detail or somebody talking really passionate about what they, they did. How do you sort of manage that? Is that like, okay, this is really interesting. We're talking about what this guy really is passionate about let's sort of run with that in in a conference Mm -hmm. it's a lot more you know delivering information isn't it but you're sort of giving a more of a human insight into that person yeah exactly so being a podcast host that means it's a one-on-one conversation right and of course we have some questions in advance that i wanted to ask but if there's something that i'm really interested about and want to dig deeper into i have the whole floor to myself Mm. Um, so, um, and, and I think that also makes it very personal for our listeners as well. Cause you know, they also get to know me as a type of person, what kind of, um, VC stuff or stories that I'm interested about. And, uh, what I often ask about to our guests is not only their success stories, but also when they failed and what mm. they learned from it, uh, in terms of whether, you know, was it making a bad investment or the opportunities that they should have invested in, but missed out on why did they pass that uh, deal? Or also about, you know, was there some uh, relationship with the founders that went sour? 
and the company went under? Or what would you do it again? What would mm. you, uh, you know, improve? So these kind of uh, questions that are pretty personal and also at the same time, uh, many people at the conference is just talk about their you know, positives, right? Mm. But also the I think our listeners can really listen to the stories and learn from the past of their failures as well. Why do you think your guests would want to come onto a podcast and talk personally or to admit failure in a world which mm-hmm. I guess we're primed to really, you know, present a very glossy image of ourselves we live in a very fake world on instagram or social media it's a very positive Mm -hmm. image of our world and polished isn't it and clipped in many Mm -hmm. ways so why Mm -hmm. would somebody ever want to come on a podcast and say oh look you know daniel i really screwed Mm -hmm. up big time here and i'm going to tell you about Uh it Right, because I, I, although they come as a business profile, when they come on the podcast saying, hey, I'm the VP or I'm the partner at certain VC, but uh, when we start getting talking, it just becomes more than that. I think it becomes their personal story. So that's mm. why I think in the beginning, my main goal is to share their personal story, not about their company or what they do at these companies. So um, as they soon realize that, um, I think they share their learnings, which is the, I think the biggest learning comes from their tough ship uh, challenges and failures. And that's why it naturally uh, uh, shares uh, with the listeners on the podcast. Yeah, and it makes them more human, isn't it? I mean, if you look at the the myth of human society, when we think mm-hmm. about heroes, they always have that sort of hero's journey, isn't it? They always suffer major setbacks and failures. If they don't have that, then we don't mm-hmm. sort of identify them. And it's what we look for in all sort of conversations and people that are out there in the public. If they're too good, we kind mm-hmm. of feel like, I can't really connect with this person. But mm-hmm. if they've shown that they've gone through hardship, you know, we like that. Exactly. And it's much more you can make a, a stronger connection to that person because, you know, you're not just showing your uh, positive side, but also the weak side, uh, which makes the connection even stronger. And mm. I think that's the bond that we have with our listeners and also the guests. Absolutely. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, let's put this into context. Did you have any kind of public speaking or podcast or radio experience before uh-huh. you started? Um, actually, no, not at all. So, and first of all, I always wanted to think about where I, I was actually really jealous of people who could write really well because mm. I'm a terrible writer. <laughs> and second, just being in a video uh, in front of, say, you know, YouTube or any, you know, Twitch, I think that having the whole visual was kind of a bit overwhelming for me. Uh, but I realized, you know, podcast was the perfect niche spot for me because, uh, first of all, you know, it's not a live recording. So even if I mess up, I can mm. go back and kind of polish myself because I don't consider myself as a great public speaker girl or, um, you know, just a speaker as, as in general. But I think this podcast platform gives me comfort. To, uh, and then also as, you know, 33 episodes later on, I think I also continue to improve as a better interviewer, podcast host and a speaker as well. Yeah, I'm curious about that. I mean, myself, Daniel, is that I feel so comfortable in front of a microphone or if I'm speaking to a guest, regardless of who they are and what sort of status and handlers they come with. I feel completely mm-hmm. comfortable. I feel in control of like my own mm-hmm. words. And, you know, mm-hmm. this conversation can go anywhere. Yet, yeah. like in a one-on-one conversation in a networking event, I'm like mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. Awkward. I'm the worst person in the world. So yes. you know, I don't know what that is, you know, how I express that personally. But I wonder if you feel that on the podcast medium, you feel like, well, you know, I'm really in my zone here. This is like, you know, my territory. Right. Yeah. No, because, you know, I think 
also as a guest, they also feel uh, like they. I, I, whenever, whenever I finish the recording, I ask them a question. Oh, how, how did you feel? It's like I oh, actually they were getting a little nervous in the beginning. Right. Um, but for me, you know, I'm always in my comfort zone because I've done this uh, for a while. But like you mentioned, when I go to a networking event, when I have to reach out, you know, to to handshakes, change business cards, you know, I also get that feeling. What my guests would get coming uh, um, right. onto the show, right? So yeah, I think it's uh, it's good to know. But that's why I always do, you know, before I start, tell them about, you know, just kind of go back and forth before I start the recording to get mm. them a little bit more feel more comfortable. And that I think also helped me um, in real life as well, you know, because mm. I have all these conversations. How do they get them feel more comfortable and uh, talk to me uh, directly? So, yeah. 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 No, it's great. I think most podcast hosts yeah. like that. I mean, I, I'm for this series interviewing a lot of different podcasts, sorry, talking to a lot of uh, different podcast hosts and, even though they may sound like masters of their craft, the right. reality is in, in the real world, yeah, they're good storytellers, but they're so much more comfortable with a microphone. Because I think as well, that conversation, even though it's free flowing, it's within parameters, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's like, okay, we're here. Right. We're going to talk about you right. and right. your subject area. We're not going to sort of veer off and talk about politics or religion. You know, that's exactly. the safe space we're creating here in the podcast conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And what I like to do with our guests is, um, you know, of course, talk about the VC and entrepreneurship. But I also I always tell them I want to go into one deep topic uh, rather than talking about many general topics. I want them to pick one of the passionate topics they talk or want to talk about. Um, and, and it could be anything in terms of within that VC or entrepreneurship mm. spectrum. And that really uh, helps them um, get more comfortable as well as uh, speak their mind. Yeah, that's well, great. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. when you started this podcast, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, you, you've mentioned that a little bit. It's like, you know, you had no real experience as a podcast host or in radio or public mm -hmm. speaking per se. Mm -hmm. And yet you're talking to, I mean, you've got some amazing guests on your, your podcast, mm -hmm. really interesting mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. When you started out or even like at any time during the podcast, did you ever sort of have that conversation in your head? Because I know other podcast hosts or wannabe hosts kind of feel this sometimes is that, you know, who am I to do this? That imposter mm -hmm. syndrome creep in and think, Daniel Song, right. how, how are you the <laughs> one to do this? Like you, you're not sort of like a big name VC in the world, like no. 30 years of track record experience. Who are you? Exactly. Did, yeah. Did, so I think uh, I definitely, I, I agree with that. I think before I started, uh, before reaching out to all these great names, I'm like, you know, why would they kind of spend like an hour or two hours of their time to talk to me? Uh, but I think to get over that, I think when you see the first like, maybe five to ten guests on my show, it's actually the people that I've known for a long time mm. or that I felt really comfortable with and that uh, they will give me, I know they will more than willing to give me their time and energy to help me out, start this up. So through that, that really gave me confidence, but more importantly, uh, track record. Right, like, mm. like it's like out of VCs. Well, what companies have you invested in? For me, it's like people ask me take take a look, go to my profile, look at my iTunes. Oh, let's see who who he has uh, uh, interviewed in the past. And so, using that personal network to hold bring in great guests in the beginning, and also at the same time, I continue to do the uptrend and uh, reach out to great um, guests. Mm. It's just a great way to start. I, I advise mm -hmm. it to any podcast host is start with the people you know. Mm -hmm. They're obviously going to be yeah. friendly. They're going to be a bit, bit more gentle with you as well, right? So they're not going to mm -hmm. rip you up in an interview or be hard, play hardball with you. So mm -hmm. it's a great way to start. And then as you're sort of developing, mm -hmm. one of the things you discover 
is you kind of learn your value in this. Is that you ask that question, why would somebody spend an hour with me? And mm-hmm. when people start out, sometimes they think, well, they're doing your you a favor to be on the show, right? That's the sort mm-hmm. of like the natural starting point that people think about a podcast. So I'm bringing this mm-hmm. guest on. They're doing me a favor, and therefore, you know, mm-hmm. I owe them. Whereas as you sort of go more into your track record of building the podcast repertoire and so on, you, you understand mm-hmm. that actually it's a two-way thing here. I'm really doing them a favor mm-hmm. as well. And there's a lot they're getting mm-hmm. out of this podcast, which they can't get anywhere else as a guest. Yeah. What sort of things have you discovered? What do you think it does for your guests? And now when you mm-hmm. talk to a potential guest, you understand that that's part of the pitch or the conversation you're going to have with them. Yeah. So I think after maybe 10 or 15 episodes, uh, what I, I realized that I, I have actually received messages from these amazing guests to ask them if they want to, if I can host them on, on the show. So that was a really cool thing to see. You know, I've mm. always been the one that was reaching out. And also I would get, you know, messages from the PR firms working with prestigious v, uh, VC firm and or uh, startup companies that's asking them to feature their CEOs or, you know, managing partners on my show. So uh, I, I think that also they realized that a lot of the exposure that I also give them through such a unique platform because, you know, podcast is, I think, still very uh, such an early thing, especially in Asia. Um, and that uh, that really gives them value uh, in terms of their brand image as and marketing as well. So that was really cool to see that happening. Uh, kind of. So I totally agree that it's not just the one way. It's the two way thing where it benefits uh, both parties. And, and how are you dealing with that now? Now that you have inbound mm-hmm. requests to be on your show, how are you choosing mm-hmm. the people to be on your show? Mm-hmm. Do you have a sort of like a requirement in the sense that are they got to be a big name or they got to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could go like the Joe Rogan style of podcast, which is just let's mm-hmm. get really interesting people on the show. Mm-hmm. What works for you? Uh, I think what I do is I definitely read through every profile um, that that comes in. Um, I think the profile has to be either a VC founder or a thought leader uh, in Asia, a tech ecosystem. Uh, That's the number one kind of uh, must uh, that they need to go through. But after that, I think when I read through the profile, um, of course, it's great to have the big names who's famous and from the big firm. But, you know, if people who have interesting stories and interesting projects, startup that they're working on, I would be more than happy to um, host them. So that's kind of uh, I wouldn't say there's a certain uh, standard, but rather um, kind of go about to what, what would what would one thing I always ask is, you know, would our listeners be mm. interested and learn something by me talking to this person. So that's always a great uh, threshold uh, for me to uh, uh, rather decide to host this guest or not. Okay, so I'm not going to let you get away lightly now. So I want to know, let's talk about screw-ups because it's always good Uh to get it out there. I mean, let me preface it a little bit with my own personal (laughs) screw-up. It's like we're we're doing it. I mean, I've done like 400-plus episodes now. Yeah, Yeah, man, it's crazy. uh, yeah, so I should know my stick, right, Daniels? So I should mm-hmm. know better. Mm-hmm. And I did a podcast mm-hmm. the other day, and I was talking to somebody, and it was like, like oh, they're mm-hmm. saying, like, wow, you've done 400 episodes, you know, just asking me stuff about mic technique mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. studio setup, that kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. um, I did the whole interview, sorry, the whole conversation, and mm-hmm. finished recording and listened back, and I forgot to plug the microphone in. So in a 400, in, I did this whole microphone and it was, you know, recorded through the internal mic on the, the laptop. And I was just like, oh my God, mm-hmm. what an yeah. idiot. So yeah, 
I'm yeah. doing it all the time, 400 in. Not, not, yeah. I mean, this one's plugged in, I assure you. I've checked. So. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, Double exactly. Check. All right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or are we doing it again? I'm going to have to do a mime, a mic over. What about yourself? I mean, you've screwed up, surely, because that. I mean, it's all part of the territory, right? Yeah, I think technical difficulties are the scariest thing. Uh, you know, I, again, there is such a valuable time that also I'm giving up, also they're giving up. And, you know, these guys, these guys are busy people. And sometimes mm. when I have uh, connection problems or, you know, sometimes you know, I do, I use a, a software called Lipson to uh, do a rec- uh, to the podcast hosting and also Ringer to do the um podcast recording and sometimes it uh, gets stopped or you know it gets disconnected and to try to get back on again takes you know 20 30 minutes so technical difficulties are the the, definitely the scariest part and i've I've had to go through that uh, many times Mm. Uh, but i think uh, also for me is the big challenges were asking questions when the you know we had some guests uh, where the responses what i like to do is i want to do like a follow-up question to their answers but for me, it was just really difficult to think about, you know, what's interesting. Uh, to be honest, they were giving me kind of general answers mm. um, that I didn't had a really difficult time to um, come up with uh, good questions. So I think that part, even in that situation, I think for me to really improve as a podcast host, uh, you know, although the guest is not giving me enough information, what can I ask to bring out even more? So that's something that I won't always need to continue to improve on. And that's something that I was lacking, I would say, you know, a couple of times in the past. That's difficult, though, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. some guests won't let you in. They'll only give mm-hmm. you that clip response. I heard mm-hmm. uh, people, I mean, discussion about, for example, what would be the best and worst guests you had on your show? Mm-hmm. And it's this commonly mooted point that one of the, the worst guests you could ever have on a show, like any kind of talk show, is Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he's like the bit, one of the biggest names in show business. He does phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Mission Impossible movies, phenomenal. Right. But as a guest, he's terrible because he never lets you in. He never sort of mm-hmm. shows a side to him or right. never goes beyond that perfect answer. Everything's sort of polished, you know, to sound great. But he never would say, right. like, this is where I really messed up or I'm struggling or I'm right. frustrated about that sort of right. those kind of emotions you don't associate with superheroes or stars. Right. right. So to your point about struggling with a guest, I mean, we all have mm-hmm. them. I think the challenge mm-hmm. is that, it, it, you know, there's so some guests that no matter how good you are as a, a host, you're not going to go mm-hmm. any, you know, you're only gonna, they're always going to shut the door on you and, and give you those mm-hmm. answers. So, yeah. Exactly. I don't know where you can yeah. go with that. Just, just, I guess, less of those kind of people, I think is the main thing, you know, the ones. Yeah. Who- I w- yeah. I would much prefer to have a person who just doesn't stop talking or become very talkative, uh, rather than a person who gives very short sentences, short answers and doesn't really go into detail. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, I think, I think you can agree that, you know, over, you know, when there's someone, a guest is trying to share a lot of information, of course it could be getting a little bit too talkative or too long, I would much prefer to have that kind of uh, guest rather than just giving short and just uh, general answers. Yeah, and I love those interviews you've had, those conversations, I should say, is that, um, mm. and I wonder if you have these where people sort of take the headphones out or they, they you stop record and they say, wow, that was like therapy. They've actually felt <laughs> that they've, they've 
done you know that that sort of magic and i think uh, you know that started happening a few times with my interviews and i thought well something's going on here what's they're actually sort of talking about stuff they never get the chance to talk about have you ever sort of gone there have you had that kind of effect with your conversations yeah no i have had a couple guests be like wow you know what i just told you about today is what i've just done all my life and i never had to kind of go from beginning to the end tell the story Right. You know, this um, it might be on your LinkedIn profile, but to be on a, you know, just a podcast or just to talk to someone mm. and what they've done and what they learned. I think the, some of the guests also felt that was really refreshing. And uh, yeah, they really enjoyed that process. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. that's what a podcast should be, though, really, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. it's what you yeah. can't get on the LinkedIn profile. So you, mm-hmm. you, you delivered a moment of magic that mm-hmm. they, they feel, oh, wow, look, somebody's actually taking the time to ask me questions about what I do and, you know, mm-hmm. you know my, my story and so on. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're all busy people. Nobody actually does that in right. day-to-day right. lives, right? Unless somebody's going to, yeah. you know, when you're older and famous, somebody's going to write a biography about you. But <laughs> that doesn't happen for right. most people, right? right? Exactly, exactly. And then I like the fact that people can always uh, listen back to mm. hear this. This is a permanent kind of uh, audio content that will be out there as well. So um, I think when, this could be also for a lot of guests, just the, one of the first podcasts, you know, as they go on in their career, or whether it's with me or with another, uh, you know, uh, podcast host, I think they would love to do another recording to kind of reflect how they, their thoughts and learnings have changed uh, throughout their career. Yeah, I love that. And I love the way you're couching it in the terms of the human story as well, rather than, you know, mm-hmm. just talking about VC. Because mm-hmm. as much as VC impacts everything in the startup ecosystem, there are mm-hmm. human beings, they are human stories in the VC world. And you're really getting those out. And right. in many ways, giving people a platform to get started, like you say, maybe right. they think, oh, wow, I might do more of this, right? But right. what about for yourself? What have you sort of you know how have you evolved as a podcast host you know what have you what what do you do differently now in your your conversations that you weren't doing in you know the first few that you did um i think when i first started uh, i kind of stuck to the script in terms Mm -hmm. of the questions that i was going to ask so like i said i do a pre-interview call with the guest and i come up with the questions first and then you know after their answers i'm just like all right move on to the next question here's the list right number three number four number five but now uh, I think I'm much more relaxed and I like to kind of switch it up as well. Mm. Um, I think are you, you Graham, you're, you're a veteran, so you can really have this natural flow uh, of the conversation, the question that's so relevant uh, and it's like a storytelling. But mm. I think that for me, I'm slowly getting there um, in terms of uh, asking you know, the follow-up questions to their answers. And um, you know, if the question does make sense, I just take it out and ask another question. So those kind of being a better uh, podcast uh, host, interview person, uh, it's uh, something that I'm working on and I, I see myself uh, improving every day. That's good. And how about yourself as a human being? I know that sounds like a very wide question, but <laughs> how, how is it affecting yeah. you in terms of what uh, you do? Obviously, you're, you're, you're creating this podcast. You're in a space that right. you're getting recognized. Well, what's it doing for right. you in terms of how you think about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so I think being a, a VC, uh, when we invest in companies, we actually have to uh, collaborate with a lot of uh, different VCs as well in the region. We do yeah. investments all over Southeast Asia as well. 
And for me to have this network of people that I can just reach out to, which I wouldn't have been able to if I didn't do this podcast. And also the cool thing is people also kind of recognize me uh, when I go to conferences mm. or people reach out to me from different VCs uh, kind of messaging me. It's like, hey, I love your podcast. It's really cool that, you know, I really appreciate uh, your effort to really share these stories. So those kind of areas in terms of brand uh, recognition for myself personally, I, I, I think it was a, such a huge thing for me. And I think it's going to really help me throughout my VC career, which I plan to do for a long time. Well, it's a great role model, great case study mm-hmm. as well. Where does I know you mentioned people like recognizing you at conferences. You already mm-hmm. mentioned one example as a, from a guest, obviously. Right. Where Have you had listeners come up to you and go, Hey Daniel, you're, are you the, the same Daniel that does that podcast? Is that happening now? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I think uh, I, because I don't do much videos, I don't put much my face on the on the logos and stuff. But uh, when I give them my business card, it says Daniel Song, and they actually uh, like, oh, are you the Daniel Song with the Asia VC cast? So right. yeah, that that, that that happened to me you know, a couple of times. It's a pretty cool feeling, you know. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> like I never seen you, I never met you in person. You're half halfway across the world, but the fact that you recognize me and telling me great things that you, you enjoy the show, I think it's such an amazing feeling that um, that you keeps continues to make me drive to do uh, more and uh, uh, record more as well yeah it's amazing feeling for sure the the podcast Uh host that i talked to for this series as well i mean the stories are Uh bizarre and what you'd not expect people stopping you in the street sometimes i know that's a bit extreme Uh but it is quite random (laughs) or you know i think i had radu palomario in the studio the other day and he does a a logistics like it's really niche logistics supply chain podcast here in asia based in Uh and uh he he was telling me he was uh going i can't remember he's going to a meeting and he was just getting out of a taxi a grab so you know obviously somebody Uh else was getting into the taxi got out the taxi and somebody this woman stopped him and goes hey wait are you the guy that does that logistics podcast i mean it's so (laughs) random but it shows the power of it even though you're not sort of personally visually pushing yourself out there they may have seen a picture somewhere right right that connection that people have with you i think as well is, is important that for podcast hosts is to remember that even though the stories are all about the guest, the ultimate, you know, the consistency, all of this is you, right? Right. You, you, Daniel song is the thread in the Asia VC cast. It's your questions, Mm. your, Mm. you know, your, your, your manner, if you like, of doing the the conversation and how you sort of couch the questions and so on. And that's really important to get that out, you know, to drop ideas about your life in it and what you think and so on. So never, I think, podcast hosts sometimes shy away from that a little bit but never be afraid mm-hmm. to say okay i've got to tell a little bit about myself in this podcast as well because mm-hmm. that's what will connect people with me and they'll understand mm-hmm. that you know this is my background this is what i did and so on mm-hmm. so i think it's great you know and if people are yeah. recognizing you then you're doing something right so right. more of it <laughs> where, where does it go from here yeah. then daniel i mean you're, you've done 30 odd episodes um yes mm-hmm. next how do you see this evolving yeah, no, I think, you know, it's, it, I definitely realized how much influence that this really brought as well as how much you enjoy more and more. Uh, I think for me is, you know, reaching out to uh, different guests as well. And I've kind of been focusing a lot on Singapore, but I want to also explore into other geos, get amazing guests from, say, Japan, China. Mm. 
or India, which I have been I've gotten many guests from. So uh, what's really cool is that there's so many amazing guests to be hosted. So there's not like a limited because uh, that was one of the worries that I had is mm-hmm. before starting this. I thought VC was such a niche market, but more and more I realized there's so many venture capitalists and also the founders and thought leaders. So that's another another thing that's really uh, driving me to uh, bring in more bring in more amazing guests that I can share with our listeners. Yeah, that's the point mm-hmm. about podcasting as well, that some people, mm-hmm. most people, I think when they start, are, are amazed by us that they think, oh, this market's too small. It's like Radu and the, the logistics market. You might think, yeah. who's actually interested in a logistics podcast? But you plant a flag, which is, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do an, a VC podcast for Asia. And then people mm-hmm. are attracted. They rally around the flag, don't they? So you suddenly yeah. realize actually you're, what you thought was a pool of 100 VC suddenly becomes 1,000. Yeah. And then that just right, grows, right. which is exactly, exactly what you're doing there. So I imagine yeah. as well that you're going to get people watch what you do and think, we need one of these in our fund as well. Do you think that will be mm-hmm. a thing in the future that VCs will increasingly do more podcasting like this? Yeah, no, I think I've seen a couple here popping up as well from that's doing internally on VCs, uh, you know, uh, recording and interviewing their portfolio companies or their partners. I think, you know, more the merrier. I think it's going to be it, it becomes we all grow together as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I think this is going to be definitely become a norm. Um, as you know, you know, in the States, you know, there's podcasts that's, you know, that there's a craziness that's happening and there's so many uh, cons- uh, content to consume. Hmm. Um, hopefully here, uh, it's not just one of the podcasts. Um, they do it for, like you said, it's a death value, right? Just do a couple episodes, which I've seen um, that happening, but continue to uh, pump out, be consistent. I think consistency is the key to a uh, podcast. Hmm. I'm sure, as, as you know, as well, right? And just sticking to the plan and scheduling uh which is really sounds like you know one episode per week or you know a couple episodes per month sounds like it's not uh, uh not much resources the time that it needs to put in uh but uh, you know once you start doing it, it, it you can oh, really yeah. get off track yeah so oh that boy there's a lot of key. heavy lifting there that people don't see behind the scenes right. Right, in podcasting right. well exactly. you know mm-hmm. been great having you on the show i really enjoyed mm-hmm. hearing about what you're doing um, you know, full credit to you for stepping up and doing this. You know, they mm-hmm. they say the first bird takes the arrows, but you mm-hmm. stood up, you know, and did this, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. You started the first VC podcast mm-hmm. in Asia, and that could mm-hmm. never be taken away from you. So <laughs> on, that, on that basis alone, this, you know, that is all credit is due to you. But hopefully you'll start mm-hmm. something which will inspire others to step up as well, whether they're people that come to your show or right. they are podcasts for funds or Mm -hmm. for anybody involved in that community generally people who kind of work a bit behind the scenes as well so let's see more of that give them a voice so you know daniel thank you so much for sharing your journey and starting that movement as well let's give a shout out to your podcast itself where can we find it yeah so it's called asia bc cast it's you can find it on itunes and uh, spotify and on the website asiabccast.lepsin.com and also, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Daniel Song, or on Twitter, TSongVC. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.